0: We'd like to thank Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for helping to underwrite the Building Through Him podcast. In the last year alone, Notre Dame FCU served more than 800 parishes, schools, and nonprofits in more than 25 dioceses nationwide. Learn more at notredamefcu.com. This is Mary Jo with a little love note from the Building Through Him podcast. The Wonder Twins. So some of you may or may not have heard of St. Benedict and his twin sister, St. Scholastica. So they lived back in the 500s, and it was a really tumultuous time. Rome was falling, there were plagues, there was a complete lack of morality. So it was like really dark, and I don't know if that feels familiar to you at all, but it does to me. And so kind of reading about these two saints... From the same family, twins, very inspiring. And so there's some aspects to what they said and did that really inspired me. So, St. Benedict created basically, he's the founder of the monastic life. So, you hear a lot about St. Benedict's rule. And so, there's three of his rules that I think are really applicable to us today. So, one of the things that he discusses is stopping every two to three hours to pray and it's like, whoa, that's a lot of prayer. Um, It doesn't mean you have to stop for a really long time. You just stop for a little bit. It's taking the time for the Father to love you and for you to say, what's your will now, Daddy? What do you want now, Daddy? Just to keep yourself constantly connected to Him so you know that you're in obedience to His will. This is a quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. Obedience unites us so closely to God that in a way, Transforms us into him so that we have no other will but his. If obedience is lacking, even prayer cannot be pleasing to God. And so, if you're thinking to yourself, well, how would I ever remember to step every two to three hours? If you can connect regular habits to loving him, then you can kind of remember to go every two to three hours. So, when I pick up my kids from school, this creepy, helpful. Yes. Creepy. Yes. Also thing happens on my phone where it says it takes you this long to get to this school because it knows where I'm going. Even before I start the car, it's like, hello, takes you this long to get to this school. I'm like, okay, very bizarre. So if your phone can figure out what you do most often, then you can figure it out too. So every two, to three hours, if you kind of like, triggered, what would you do? Like showering, brushing teeth, getting kids from school, cooking dinner. Like what would be your trigger points to reconnecting to his will? And then you just put them into place. And maybe it's like stopping to say a decade of the rosary or stopping to say Hail Mary. Or I mean, it can be something smaller, just saying, Jesus, I love you. I trust in you. I want to do your will. Something very quick. Back in the olden days, it's not very that that long ago, when most people were farmers, they would ring the bells at 6 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m. And some churches still ring those bells. You probably have heard them before. And if you've ever wondered, like, what are they ringing those bells for? It's for the Angelus. It's where people paused what they were doing and prayed. It's that the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Then they say, the Hail Mary, full of grace. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace. Pray for us, Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. So they're constantly honoring the fact that God took the form of man, that's what the incarnation means, fully God, fully man, within the womb of Mary so that he could live and die for love of us, right? They're stopping three times a day just to remember who he is and what he's done for them and how beautiful is that. So maybe we're stopping and praying and we're pretty distracted, you know, because life gets fizzy, right? I've got 10 kids, like, I get it. When you're stopping and praying, like sometimes the enemy will say, "Mm, Mary Jo, that decade of the rosary was pretty distracted. You should probably do it over. Actually, you just might as well just not even pray at all because you're too distracted. You're too ADD. You just, yeah, you're not really giving God the honor he's due. And it's like, no, no, we just ignore all those lies. The Lord loves our prayer. Even if it's distracted, he loves our prayer. And so if we find ourselves getting distracted, we're very merciful. We just put ourselves right back into the prayer and continue praying. We don't have to start from the very beginning or anything like that. We allow ourselves to be imperfect, but our love makes up for that imperfection. This is from Romans 8.26. The Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. So, Holy Spirit intercedes for us. We don't have to worry about our prayer being perfect We just have to make sure that we're connecting to God throughout the day and we're loving Him throughout the day. So another rule that Benedict has is that we will not have peace and joy in our life unless we are working hard. And they have a special term for it. It's called work and pray. Ora et labora is what it's called. Work and pray. Well, that is great for people who when most people were farmers, but we're not farmers anymore, right? And so sometimes our jobs are sitting at desks. So, how do we embrace that? Like working, because he means working with your body, working and praying. So, we know that God calls us to work out our bodies, right? So, there's aura et labora, work and pray. But what about sweat and pray? suda et aura. Okay. I Just like had to look up Latin for that. Sweat and pray. So, we can also find peace and joy in our lives and honor our bodies by sweating and praying. So maybe that's listening to a holy podcast while taking a walk or a rosary or praise and worship while we're dancing. I mean, whatever that we're praying and moving at the same time, our bodies were created for movement. And, you know, back then he didn't know that the movement of our bodies actually makes us happier. It does. Those endorphins like shoot out and they make happy chemicals to the brain, right? And so, you know, we're created not just for stopping every two to three hours, but we're created for work and prayer together. And if you ever find yourself, if you are a mom or a spiritual mom to kids and they're in your care, if they're being really crabby, when they give them some work to do, because our kids were actually created to work, you know, many years ago, kids were getting married at 13 and 14 years old. And now all of a sudden, like if they have to run a dishwasher, they're like, Oh, I don't know how to do it. It's like, no, they're actually equipped to do this. Okay. So after kids get done working, they feel good because we're actually created to work hard. We are, we're created to work hard. And when we're done with a job and we can see it done, it feels good because that's what we're created for. No one plays six hours of video games and thinks afterwards themselves, man, I feel really good. Yeah. I feel like Full of life and love, and feel like I'm living out God's purpose. No, no one feels that way because we're not created for that. We're actually created for work. We are. And so, if your kids are getting kind of crabby and whiny, they need more work, you know, not to the point where you're cruel, but they have jobs around the house, or maybe give them a couple extra jobs. Let them feel good about it. They'll complain. Let them complain. You're not supposed to be their best friend, right? You're supposed to be their spiritual mother or father. So, you just go with that. Like, Lord, what do they need? They need actually a little bit of work, they need to feel good about what they've done. And then another rule that St. Benedict has is that we will not have peace and joy unless we are with nature. And I grew up in the country. I'm 100% farm girl, but I've definitely converted to city girl. And so I forget to go outside and actually be with nature. Well, this was back in the 500s. He didn't know anything about vitamin D and sunlight and how important that is for so many things in our body. For short on vitamin D, like everything falls apart. So we have to honor that. Like we're created to be outside. And so if we're in an area that's cold, sometimes that's more difficult. Or we get into the habit of it being cold so we don't go outside. But we're created for that. We're created to get outside. Although my son Landon doesn't live with us anymore, he comes to visit often. He's an adult now. So when he comes over, he always says, Mom, what are you gonna do fun today? And uh I started to get like complex about it because I was like, I don't know, like I'm not going on dirt bikes or like replacing my tires or I don't know anything fun that he would think it was. But he kept on saying like, why are you doing fun today? What are you doing fun today? And I was like, Landon, like my life is not that fun. And I started to kind of pray with it. I was like, okay, why do, why do I feel guilty about this or what's going on? And I was kind of praying like my version of fun is not his version of fun. Like the Lord desires our rest and recreation, especially when we get outside and get in that sunlight. And my version of fun would be taking like a very easy trail on going on a hike." With my husband and a water bottle. You know, like that's my version of fun. So, what's your version of fun? You know, like each of us has our own design and God wants us to honor that. And He also wants us to get outside. So, our own version of fun with getting outdoors and honoring that. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's from Matthew 11. And so when we come outside and we're doing the rest and recreation, like we're getting in the sunlight, that allows us to renew our souls because that is powerful, that's healing. So we've talked about a couple of the rules of Saint Benedict. So, what's his twin sister, Saint Glasgow, have to say about anything? Well, they have the story of the last time that they saw each other. He was a monk and she was a sister, and they met halfway in between their two locations at this barn. And he brought a couple of their monks with him and she brought a couple of their sisters. And Benedict and Scholastica just sat there and were talking about wonderful holy things. And Scholastica was so happy. And Benedict said, What's well, time for me to go? We have to get back to the monastery. And she said, Oh, please stay longer, brother. Please stay longer. And he said, No. It's time for me to get back. He's very ordered. So she went into another room in the barn and prayed and prayed and prayed. And when he started to load up their horses or or whatever, a terrible, terrible storm came. And so they had to run back into the barn. And Benedict comes back and looks at Sklaska and says, What did you do? And she said, I prayed that God would send a storm so that you would have to stay through the night and continue talking to me. And he said, Oh, sister. But he did. He stayed there, him and his, and his monk brothers stayed there, and he got to talk to his sister the rest of the night. And then she died shortly after that. So that was the last time he saw her. But she went to God as a little one and asked him for like a big miracle. And God gave it to her. This is Isaiah 45, verses two and three. I will go before you and level the mountains, bronze doors I will shatter. Iron bars, I will snap. I will give you treasures of darkness, riches hidden away, that you may know I am the Lord God of Israel who calls you by name. And I love that Bible verse. I just love it so much because St. Scholastica just embraces that. She embraces that. She embraces being a little one and going to her daddy and saying, Daddy, Your son Benedict, my brother, won't give me what I want, and he's like, "No problem, let me send a storm." You know, he just steps in and does that, and so much of me just it just admires that in her because as Americans, we're very self reliant. That's one of the things I struggle with is not wanting to ask anyone else to do anything. Oh, I'll handle it. I'll handle it myself. I'll take care of it. And really, that's a spirit of control, or can be pride, or workaholism, self reliance, whatever you want to call it. It's the opposite of humility. And we cannot be God's little one, like St. Scholastica, until we really embrace our humility, just being His child. So we recognize our areas of weakness or vulnerability, and we just allow Him to love us in the most tender areas of our heart. And we ask a lot of Him. We do. We ask a lot of Him, go before me and level the mountains, Lord shatter bronze doors, Lord, snap iron bars, Lord. I know you call me by name. I am your little one. And I ask big things of you. And you think about like being a little one. When I'm on a trip, if I'm gone, you know, I have 10 kids. So the ones that I actually miss and long for the most are the ones that are most dependent upon me and I long just even to smell them, like to hold them close to me. Not that I don't love my other kids, I do, my older ones, but the littler ones, the ones that are dependent upon me, they're the ones my heart seeks out the most. And so asking the Lord to come in and do those things allows your dependence upon him and allows him to really come close to you. This was God's words to Sister Marie of the Trinity. It's easier to find laborers to work. Than children to play, and I desire children. You know, so all those things we talked about with Saint Benedict, one of them was work. You know, like we, are, we are created to work hard, yet we are, but we're also created to play. The Lord desires children. And so God is calling us to give all of ourselves to Him and just to trust Him, just to rest in the arms of His love and surrender all the anxiety and angst to Him. This is a quote from Charles Peguy. he's a French poet, and he's stating it like he is God speaking over us. Yes, they tell me there are men who work well and who sleep poorly, who don't sleep. What a lack of confidence in me. I pity them. I hold it against them a bit. They don't trust me. As a child lays innocently in its mother's arms, thus Do they not lay innocently in the arms of my providence? They have the courage to work. They don't have the courage to do nothing. They possess the virtue of work. They don't possess the virtue of doing nothing, of relaxing, of resting, of sleeping. Unhappy people, they don't know what's good. And so we do, we honor those, what St. Benedict, his wisdom of making sure we're working hard and being in nature, and stopping every two, three hours to pray to connect to God's will. But then we also honor what his sister Scholastica is saying, that we rest in the Lord, that we take time for relationship and recreation, and that we honor that part of us as well, because we know that the Lord loves our littleness when it's dependent upon him. Lord, we come to you as little children. Like St. Scholastica came to you and asked for more time with her brother, St. Benedict. Help us to trust in you. Help us to rest in you. Help us to do nothing while we sit in your gaze. Give us the wisdom to know what is good so that we may refresh ourselves in you.